going to drop the tracks on this recovery podcast. Yeah. All right. Hey. Hey, this is Telling on Ourselves. I'm Mark. I'm Vicky. And I'm Lynn. And we are three. We spill the tea. And on this little journey we call recovery. Yes, we do. As Vicky says, giddy up. Giddy up. And today we are going to start right off the bat with our topic is listening. What? Communication. Communication. And listening. Yes. Did you hear me? Say ground, it again. Ground what, control. What, what? Ground control. Well, before we get to that amazing topic, because we're all very good at listening to each other, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to invite you, Lynn G, to share <laughs> with us your first thought wrong. My first thought wrong. So, Vicky, it was kind of cool. We hadn't seen each other in a couple of weeks, and Vicky's like, tell me what's going on. How was your week? And I'm like, you really want to hear how my week was? So... It was kind of chaotic, and I felt like every day flew by and I got nothing accomplished. And Fridays are always hard for many reasons. We're tired, physically and mentally taxed. And this Friday at work, we do once a month a Shabbat dinner for the um, Sabbath for our Jewish people. And then in addition to that, we had you know the regular dining room stuff going on. And I, it was me. I was very, very irritable for whatever reason. You were maybe crunchy? It the heat this week, maybe? That was it? Because I can't even tell you. I was super crunchy. Like, it was 102 one day. Oh, so yeah. in a it kitchen, the in the kitchen, it was really, really, really bad. And I get real angry when yeah, I'm really hot. Yeah, she does not like hot. No, mm-hmm. sorry, Bob. So had uh, some people that were not happy with their dinner. And the server told me about it. And I went in there to talk to them. And... Um, it was just one of those days, like whatever we had done in the past, we always do the exact same thing because they like it to be the same and I make sure that it's the same. It's like how their mother probably cooked it. That's the thing. And they were not real happy with how it looked, the presentation. And I was real snippy with them. And I don't need to go into the exact conversation, but I was not patient, nor was I compassionate. Mm-hmm. And I reacted instead of responding. And I took well, it can't personally. can't you just say, like, what you said? Because it was really funny the <laughs> way you said it. <laughs> All right. So one of the ladies said it was dry. And she said, and when you do this, you always cut it up. And the other lady said, and it just looks horrible. And I said, that is absolutely not true. This is how we do it every time. Would you like to have the salmon instead? And what did they say? Yes. And I said it and I said it in that tone. There was no there was no compassion. There was no love. There was no it was the I'm done with you and do you, this or nothing. It's like basically eat that or go to bed hungry kind of thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is not how I want to be. Right, but so did you do like a a tenth step at night yes, and I did. go over it. I and did, and I wrote it down. I did. I, I, yeah, because I was carrying it with me when I got home, and I just, and I did feel bad because that is not the person I want to be. I want to be patient and I want to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like at the end of the evening, they were satisfied with how their dinner turned out, but I was not at all satisfied with how I responded to the complaints. And there was also a complaint in the dining room, and it's a, it's a woman that has history of never being satisfied, and I was real short with her as well because well, I was just kind of done. So I imagine it was hot and you were crabby. It was Maybe Friday. it was hot and they were crabby, mm-hmm. you know, and... It's not even that they're crabby. I know what it is, and I know where this comes from. They okay. need to feel special. They need that extra mm-hmm. bit of attention. Yeah. And for whatever reason, 
I was not in the mood to just see it for what it was and give it. I needed to dig in my heels and and be what's right. right. And that doesn't get me anywhere. Just because I'm right doesn't help. You know, it's not can, helping or fixing anything. Can I ask you a question? Yes. How long? How long <laughs> from the act? Right from. Uh, when you gave him that wonderful option, uh, how long did it take you to start feeling, um, you know, off or, or you know, uh, like you, you didn't, you know, you said you didn't like the way you felt? Oh, as soon as I walked out of the room. Uh, so immediately? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. then, so how long from then did it take for you to do something about it? Um, I waited until they finished dinner, then I went back in and checked on them. There was one lady that was still kind of upset because she didn't like her chicken. But the server did tell me the rest of the group, because there were 10 of them, and it was two people that were the squeaky wheels, they kind of ganged up on them. And one of the lady that didn't like her chicken asked for a box to take it home. And one of the other ladies said, but I thought you didn't like that. Why are you taking <laughs> oh, it home? Oh, my God. This is so great. <laughs> I know. So I felt a little bit of vindication. I'm it's not like going to lie. It's like I'm a survivor human. episode. You know what I mean? It's like there's alliances. There's little <laughs> like cutthroat stuff. Exactly. Like, thank you, Lynn. Well, and and I always tell them it's nice to hear when you like something, but it's more important for us to hear when something is not the way you like mm, it because how yeah. are we going to improve what we do? Right, right. And then here I was, I was a complete hypocrite about okay. that. It's like I don't want to hear what you don't like because this is how we always do it, and you've never had a problem before. Well, it's a lot easier to hear <laughs> um, complaints or what we call like constructive criticism mm-hmm. um, than it is to take it. Yes. Hearing it and taking it, yes. right? To right, and I think that there's that like middle ground where oh, it's yeah. like if I'm not taking it personal, but I'm able to accept it or mm-hmm. hear it, like that's literally sometimes that's all. Like you said, exactly. they want is to be heard, right? Sometimes they just that's the only thing they can come up with to think about at dinner right. or talk about at dinner, and so you just give them the opportunity. Yeah, and I will say. Most of the time, the highest percentage of the time, I don't take it personally. I hear it for what it is. Yeah. Last night, it was all personal. Yeah. And it's just where I was. It, it had nothing to do with them. It was just at that space where I was. It was, again, end of a long week. I felt like I hadn't gotten things done that I needed to. It had right. been really hot. I mean, like stupid hot. And we were all tired. Yeah. You know, it was just... It was, I, I it was, was just thinking halt, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was all the things. And I didn't. I had nothing left in my compassion box. <laughs> well, and and here's the thing. Guess what? This is the good news. You're human. Yeah. No, no. It's great to embrace that. Acceptance isn't real sometimes. Nope. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's one thing to hear it. Yeah. It's another thing to accept it and and surrender and go, okay. And it's not personal. Right. Well, one of the things, because I was just went through six months of a very feedback rich journey. Uh, Yeah. And one of the things that I discovered about feedback was if I don't agree, I don't need to say that I don't agree, but I can know that I don't need to take it on. My responsibility is if it rings true, and usually if it stings, it's true. If it rings true, then I get to look at it. Mm -hmm. If If I have, you know, as long as I'm not delusional and I talk to somebody else about it and I make sure that I'm clean, I don't have to take all the feedback as truth. It's opinion, and everything is neutral if I can stay in that space. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy. Right, well, it's subjective, and I like that. I like that you said usually, because I, the idea of like it, if you spot it, you got it. Like right. the, uh, that is a as a like golden rule. I think would be a misnomer. I mean, just in the idea of like if someone does say you know uh, something that's very harsh and hurtful, mm-hmm. um, I might not identify with any of it, and it can still hurt. I mean, it's still, I still feel attacked, right? right. That, like strangers, <clears throat> that's where those like 
conflicts with people we don't know Mm -hmm. and they will call you vulgar names or there's some sort of like, um, you know, escalation in, uh, you know, verbality. And it's like, I don't know if that's a word, but um, yeah, <laughs> make it verbality. Up, make it so He's a word maker today. today. <laughs> yeah, there's su- subject, but that's subject, actually a subjective. word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, Lynn. Juxtaposition. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I did do a tenth step last night. I got home and I I, I uh, surrendered to being human. Actually, yeah. and going, you know what? It was just a rough day, and the, and the staff was kind of looking at me like, "What is going on?" Because I usually, even in my head, if I'm screaming all these things, they never know it. I'm very, I've gotten really good at uh, poker poker face. Well, yeah, just keeping the calm demeanor because you know your staff will follow whatever energy you got going on. Yeah. So yes. if you get upset and, and hopped up, they're going to do it. And you're never hiding your energy no matter what you think. <laughs> People can feel it. Yep. All of us. Yep. We think we're so smooth. Oh, yeah. We really aren't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like the bad toupee. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can comb it over all you want. <laughs> you're only fooling yourself, bud. <laughs> hey, have we got a for the win? For the win. And I have several wins. Get it. I have, a, I don't know if I talked about it last time. I definitely didn't. Uh, Paxson graduated from his program. Yeah. And, Way to go, Pax. Uh, he, when he started, he had a lot of self-loathing, mm-hmm. I would say. And when he was in there, he was sitting there and he was with his friends and he got all dressed up. He got all dressed up. He's the first one I've seen do this. He got all dressed up. He was all excited, and he said, I'm the best. I'm the best. And that dramatic six-month change was just more than anything a mom could ask for for her kid to actually feel it and believe it. I got the shivers from that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. have the tools, and, you know, it's still not perfect. Here's Here's the beauty of all this stuff, and I think this is what God is trying to teach me through many different avenues mm-hmm. right now specifically it is all about that this is the journey right and we, and it's constant and it's a circle but that it's okay that it's a circle mm-hmm. right that it's okay that i keep going back mm-hmm. that i might have a bad day where i was in that state of being self-righteous or being judgmental i thought i got over the character defect oh no i didn't Mm-mm. I allow God to take it from me on a daily basis, and sometimes it comes back. And then what do I do? I do what I can do to shift it and fix it mm-hmm. and make it right or make amend for my behavior or shift. You know, so the, the, I think for me it's about seeing it sooner. Right. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's what I think as well about character defects. It's not that we're ever, we may never get rid of them, right. but it's the awareness of them. Right. That's that's why I asked you about like yeah. what was the time frame in between when you recognized it and when you did something. And about honestly, it. I'd say as it was coming out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I could. It's like I just couldn't. It was. It was too Do far gone. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so many movie references today. <laughs> oh, Vicky. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to share with us what our topic is, Mark? Uh, I would love to act. Actually, I would love if Lynn gave because she's the definition. Corner uh, girl. I am. I got yeah. it. I got a definition for communication. It is the imparting or exchanging of information by speaking, writing, or using some other medium. Right. 
All right, so it's that easy, right? Well, you know, don't just do it. So right? easy. You just need to this change or the, impart. Yeah, I is, like to impart a lot. This is not where the Nike swoosh comes into play. Like, yeah, just do and it. And this is, you know, kind of on Vicky's, uh, you know, win is like that. This takes practice. That's why listening and active listening are are. are there's a difference. The the word active meaning action, meaning repetition, meaning practice, meaning. Um, you know, I- intentional. Yes. So um, this this story because I, I did kind of want to I, I did kind of a little bit of of not homework, but I, I did find this amazing article right, and it and I think this kind of gives a great breakdown on just the idea of like how do we put this into practice, right? So it says number one, set an intention, right? So active meaning okay, now I recognize I'm going to. Um, listen instead of hear you and then talk mm-hmm. or um, look for. So it says at the start of every conversation, right, set the intention to make the speaker feel heard and understood, right? Like that's that's the goal in listening. Tell yourself that you are committed to finding the gold in the speaker. Mm-hmm. Remind yourself that everyone has something useful to offer you are essentially committing to being the student and letting the speaker be the teacher. So just that first, I think, setting the tone, um, putting on the uniform, right, for, um, you know, and this can be done in in phone calls, text, in person, um, the same technique, right, the same method, um, the same idea. And and I think that that's like your starting point. Um, Then it talks about committing to the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? So, Listening to the speaker with wholehearted focus and attention. I think that's my biggest challenge is I get inspired. I get, um, right, I get triggered to say mm-hmm. something. I, I, I look for, oh, I just heard a problem or I just heard something that reminded me of uh, something I did. I, I'm, I, you know, just like we do in meetings where someone will say something and it's a topic meeting or someone gave an amazing lead and I'll hear someone say something and it totally changes w- w- you know, what the topic was in my head because now it just reminded me of something else. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like all over the place, not based on an intention to listen, but like thinking, right? <laughs> right? Like listening, um, the less I think, which is interesting, the less I think when I'm listening, kind of the better off I am. Um, because if I look at it like I'm not supposed to be thinking right now, I'm supposed to be taking in mm-hmm. information. And if I can sort of uh, assist the person in teaching me information, uh, that's like some of the best conversations ever. You know? Yeah, when you can be fully present. And right. I think that most of us, our brain does this thing where it's constantly assessing, right? And what works in our functioning is that we can assess and decide what's important and what's not in life and like safety specifically back into that old brain. But what doesn't work, there's a bug. I see it now. <laughs> I hope so. um, what doesn't work is in conversation. Right. Because we're assuming things, it's mm-hmm. assumptions. And, and when we do that, we know what happens. And it, and it, it usually just makes the other person feel bad and... I don't know if I have ADD or whatever, but I think it's a product of, for me, I forget things. So something that they said 
strikes a chord in me to share or whatever, and I want to barrel in because I know I won't remember it, right? right? So this has been my friend, this little notebook, and I just jot down a word. Yep. Um, What I kept thinking of, Mark, when you were talking is mindfulness practice Mm. and how um, lucky I've been to be in meetings where when a person shares, you don't cross, you know, there's no crosstalk. You have to just be present. And what I find and learn this in meditation, it's, you know, when you, your brain starts doing what it does, thinking, assessing, doing all those things, you catch it and you just begin again. There's no failure there. That is just, and and the quicker you find it, you know, you're getting more practiced at it. Because again, what what you practice grows stronger. And I have found with communication when I'm trying to actively listen and they say that thing and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that thing that I wanted to tell everybody about. Having that notebook, like Vicki said, to jot down just that one word so then I can begin again and, and be very focused and listening to the person instead of trying to get my brain to assess all the things that I want to add. And that comes from me, my self-worth, all that kind of stuff that my brain need, tells me that I need. It's not that I need it. It tells me that I need this to be valid, you know, to, to be able to share space with people or whatever that crazy is going on for that day because right. it's a different flavor every day. Um, and mindfulness practice, again, it's just being open. Don't beat yourself up. Just go, oh, yeah, I'm doing that again, yeah. again, again. So something about what you said, Mark, that everybody has something valuable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to teach you. And that having that mindset is so cool. It feels so good. It's so much fun to go through life like that, to really look at someone, whether they're like you or not like you. And I think I, I did learn this in the rooms. Yeah. Yes. Right? That we are all very different. But wow, I can learn something from someone brand new, someone that's been there forever. I'm friends with people that I never in a million years would ever run with back in the day. And it's being open to learning. Right. There's a a guy that always says, hi, my name is so-and-so. I am a still learning. You're right. right. You know, and and that right there is kind of where I went when you were talking about that. The the teachability, the open-mindedness, the uh, attentiveness, like the respect. I mean, because that's, you know, I am full-blown reading all this stuff. uh, And and obviously I've been practicing this with my partner and we've been, it's really cool. We've been doing it like via text Mm -hmm. um, because that's, we have more time to do that. And, and it's actually very, um, you know, with text it's very cool because you can go back and you can see, um, kind of play back the tape, Mm -hmm. uh, unlike a conversation. Right. And you can see like, wow, man. I mean, we literally had, um, you know, a, a, a chat thread that was probably a combined 20 minutes about like shoes in the house. And it wasn't like the typical, like, okay, I won't. Right. It was like, how long have you, have you ever ha- worn shoes in your house? Mm-hmm. No, we never have. Is that a cultural thing? Well, yeah. Do any members in your family, like genuinely like wanting to know right. not like trying to get uh having a pre premeditated motive mm-hmm. um and then the the other thing too uh, what you reminded me of vicky was um you know the value in treating every person like a resource right like that's uh, it, like uh, what am i what am i here to learn what you know everyone has something to teach us big or small um teach us about what about them, about life, about ourselves, right? It's like that full umbrella. And mm-hmm. when I have sort of a, oh, 
oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, like how many times have we hijacked a conversation? This is me. Like, you'll say, oh, man, I had the toughest time at work. Um, you know, a coworker really isn't pulling their lead. Oh, man, I, uh, I just, I had that like four weeks ago. It's like, it's like you just, you kind of use a person's statement mm-hmm. or story or sentence as a platform to talk about yourself and your experience. Or there is also the, the I, I feel like what happens to me when I do that sometimes, I'm, I'm, my codependency is really trying to be relatable with that right, person. Right, right. And it's, it's sneaky and yeah. manipulative, actually, mm-hmm. right? right? And when we do listen and communicate and someone feels heard and feels important and feels valued by us, that is just a gift that we can give someone for free. Right. Doesn't cost anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's minimizing too, right? right? Like the idea of, I say, I, you know, I just lost my dog. Oh, yeah, we lost our dog. And it's like, damn. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what's your point? Like, I was just talking <laughs> about losing my dog. Like, I, you know, but I, and I think the motives are good, trying to like connect. Yeah. But it's still, it's, it's like, it's icky. not about that person. And it can actually feel like you're saying, yeah, well, so what? Like, me too. If you ever want to see like great examples of all of this, look at what just happened. <laughs> look at look at a comment thread. <laughs> look at a comment thread on Facebook, and it cracks me up. Like a person will ask a question, like a, a Palatine neighborhood. It's like, hey, where are the best tacos? So it, a couple of people will answer, and before you know it, somebody's bitching about the traffic down at the corner. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get there? No, that like, is so it, it great. It cracks yes, me up, yes. and it's like they need to personalize it back to them because no it's, it's like, listen, this no is what joke. I'm mad about today. No I'm like, joke. what does that have it to do with tacos? Literally, there was a BuzzFeed <laughs> article that was on that, and it was like, it was talking about like top ten people that turned something. Uh, not about them, really about them, you oh, know. Yeah. And it was just like a little like. <laughs> and then you get all the people that jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, it sucks over there. And you're like, what? What just happened? Uh, the ship was hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> mutiny. That's so great. So like, I you just had mutiny too, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. People don't know at home, but like, it was not planned. It might have felt that way, but but Lynn is talking right, and and and, and I'm, I'm like, like, she's got it. She's saying something. That's exactly what I I've, thought too. I've got to the air. I got to turn the air down. It's like freezing. And I get my drink. So me and Vicky get up at the same time, and Lynn's like in mid speech, and her eyes get all big, and she looks to the left, looks to the right, and she's like, "What is happening?" Right and she now? just got quiet. It was like planned. So we were just being that very freaked me out. I'm like, "Is she going to the bathroom right we now?" We are showing on? what we lack not, of communication. Yeah. We were not active. We listened because <laughs> I was thinking about my drink. She was listening about the air, and Lynn was talking. <laughs> so I'm, I apologize for that pause there. That really threw me no, off no. for a sec. Well, I have a question to Mark. You, I know you've been working on this, and you have shared with us this little ditty table. Yeah. And I would love if you could kind of run us through this. Right. Okay. So um, you know the idea of it's talking about techniques and active listening. Mm-hmm. So, when you're uh, sort of, uh, le- I mean, let's uh, m- my um, let's say my therapist had talked about like starting this off with really light things, right? I think his example was like chicken nuggets versus Dino nuggets, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were talking about the shoe thing, shoe in the house. So, you know, with the example of like someone saying, "Yeah, you know, um, uh, are, are you against wearing shoes in the house?" Yes, I am. Okay, and then you leave it at that. But this, this, there are techniques you can use which are encouraging 
clarifying, restating, reflecting, summarizing, and validating. Okay, so we'll go through an example on the technique for the shoes, okay? So you don't like shoes in the house? Um, Can you tell me any more about that? Right, so you're encouraging a little more information based on their statement, okay? Um, And it's talking about don't argue or disagree, use neutral words, Um, you know, you're you're conveying interest. You're actually encouraging the person to continue what they were talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Not changing the subject or asking another different question. And it says use varying in voice annotation in, in it, intonations. <laughs> Can you tell me more? <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. I digress. You're not supposed to literally use the example on here, but you can. You can. Um, Why can't you literally? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can. It, it says especially if your partner or friend has this worksheet, they're gonna know you're full of crap. And yeah. you're um, so clarifying, right? So it says to help you clarify what is said to get more information to help the speaker see other views. So, yeah. Can I add something? Yeah, please. Then I learned this from Brene Brown, and she said what she does when we're trying to clarify, it's very, it, I use it all the time now at work. So what I'm hearing is da-da-da-da-da. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the person goes, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Right. That, I think that is such a helpful, and it's right. a very uh, non-confrontational way. Right. Just, so instead, like, no, that's not what I'm hearing. You know, go, right. what I'm hearing is, right. is this correct? Absolutely. And that's, that's helped me tremendously. Well, right, and that's actually creating clarity, right? Because, you know, what I hear you say might mm-hmm. not be what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it absolutely. gives them the opportunity to... So with the, with the shoe thing, I mean, you're saying like, okay, so um, have you always felt that way about wearing shoes in the house, right? And then, and then, so there, I mean, it's clarifying that they don't like shoes in the house, mm-hmm. but it's also giving an opportunity to take it a little further. Right. Right? Yep. Um, restating. Um, so if I understand correctly, right? So if I'm hearing you, right, mm-hmm. another way would be resta- resta- mm-hmm. restating would be, um, so... You're definitely anti-shoes in the house. Um, you know, I, I think I took it to another one where I said, um, do you feel the same way about socks? Right. And I, I you know, I, I think it was, it's still on topic, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it really, I, I got to recognize in the act of it that I was staying on her topic. That the point was anything I could come up with to converse because I don't need to live by this like little right, robo. Right, right. But it kind of gave me this like idea of, okay. This is not about Mark. It's about getting to know my friend and their shoe wearing policy, <laughs> right? Right? And I mean, it was actually very cool. I mean, I you mm-hmm. know, I, I went through the chat thread and I'm like, man, like it, sometimes we've had a hard time communicating, and yet I'm reading this and like we went like on at nauseum about like not just shoes, socks, but like our beliefs and why it would be, you know, my experience with not, I mean, cause my experience with shoe wearing was totally different. Mm-hmm. And, and that would have been my thing right before would have been to sort of, uh, switch it over to me, which would have said, well, we never wore, I mean, we always wore shoes in the house cause you'd seen our, right. Our house, you would you not be going on the foot. floor. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. And so, um, you know, that idea of like, I guess actively, um, recognizing what I'm trying to do is nurture and and um, and like uh, uh, encourage, uh, even promote Open their, communication. Their, their their viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Being heard, being valued, it's so important. Right. It's not easy though. <laughs> I mean, because this is the the cool part, right? Is is another one where you're 
you're you're validating validating. I don't mm-hmm. think we do that, en- or I don't do that enough with people. Um, I know somebody, Vicky, who does it a lot. Actually, that's yes. uh, it's a, a practice that she definitely shows, and it and it, it it's amazing, like what a difference it can make. Um, and no matter what you're talking about, because like you said, you, you feel heard, um, you, there's a connecting point there because mm-hmm. not only, you know, uh, you're saying what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, you don't even need to agree. <laughs> That's the beauty in that too. This is not about like, imagine if we could use active listening in politics, like, Right, I mean, I, just because this is not about you should see Lynn's face right now. <laughs> right, but <laughs> I don't even know what it was that I saw. I, but that idea, or or with any other thing where people like sports, mm-hmm. right? You know that that idea of differences and opinions, and the opportunity to have really great conversations about it are missed because of the uh, fighting. Yes. Right. Well, and it goes back to this this idea that two things can both be true right, at right. the same time. Yep. And that doesn't mean there's not a judgment on it. It's that new staying in neutrality. And man, learning that has been mind blowing. Right. And and one of the and I'm not gonna uh, totally digress, but the other piece of this is what what I what I hear in this or what I see in this what I'm discovering is that part also of what aren't they saying, mm. right? Like what what's underneath this? Mm-hmm. I like how you brought it to when you grew up, right? Yeah. Like so, trying to really get underneath what the actual thing that's causing the lack of communication is. Mm. Right. I've, and I, you know, Vicki, I, I just, this sparked. I equate that to when I'm training someone, I like to explain why we carry these over at the end of the shift instead of waiting to the next day. Because when I explain why we do it this way, I feel like, because it works for me, I feel like it's going to stick. It's going to make, if it makes sense to them, they're going to be more likely to do it that way. And um, the other example, shoes in the house is Ken. He doesn't like to have shoes in the house. And one day we were talking about it and he said, it's, it keeps the floor so much cleaner. And, And when I heard that, when I go to his house now, I plan what kind of shoes I'm going to wear that are easy to take on right. and off because I know I'm doing that. And when you had your party, I walked in, I'm like, oh, and he goes, nobody's doing it anyway. Don't worry about it's it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, there's also too, like we got to get into a cultural conversation. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And, and there, there's like something, you know, never occurred to me. And I bet it never occurred to her. The reason you didn't do it is because your floors weren't safe. Totally. Like yeah. I, I saw the light bulb. That was, yeah. you just brought up a great moment where mm-hmm. like we both had a deeper understanding yeah. because we we were practicing a technique mm-hmm. for communicating, right? Not just talking. Because <laughs> talking at each other, right. talking you know, with each other, talking... Uh, Next you know, to each other. Right, right. <laughs> talking about each other. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. And I think that this, um, this is really a life skill that could benefit you in all aspects of your life. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I know, especially for me, I think of work are the best examples because that's probably the opportunity to be the most contentious right? <laughs> with every, it's like, you know, when somebody's doing something a certain way and you need it done a different way and you explain it. And then what I always try to do if there's an issue is like, tell me what was going on when you did that so that I can understand so that we can work towards, right. you know, resolving this. So it's never, you're wrong, I'm right, this is how we're doing it. That right. doesn't ever fix anything. And that's true in 
well, you, when you were talking about politics, and I was thinking about debates because debates are all about you're wrong, I'm right, right. and this is why. Right, right. Yeah. And and when I listen to a political debate, I just want to pull my hair out by the roots because it's so pointless. Right. Well, well, it, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I lost it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Me and Biggie are like, we're on the, we're on the same, same wave, wave today. They've got like this little green wave. What, I, what I love is, is the, uh, the idea, too, because we mentioned validating, but um, – to acknowledge the worthiness of the other person, acknowledge the value of their issues and feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's another thing, right? If I don't agree with you, I lack valuing what you're saying. Like that, it, there, yeah. it gets back to the we're getting further away from each other mm-hmm. instead of an understanding, not agreeing. Like, <laughs> that's right. what my I think my ego and my brain tells me is like. You know, and that's where many of our, me and my friends' conversations would split off mm-hmm. because we're just running in circles. And I'm keep saying back to you what I think should be the thing that's going to get you an epiphany and change your right. mind. And I think we need to normalize agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Because right. what you were just saying, it's like you, right. you keep beating at it. It's right. like beating a dead horse. Right, right. It's not going to get up. Just, it, it's yeah. okay. And and I've had many discussions where I'm like, I think we are now to the point where we're just going to disagree on this. And that's the two things can be true at the same time. Well, and it there's, brings it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you can align with each other. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, I be- that is a fact that you in your home didn't wear shoes ever and right. it was sacred, right? And in my home, it was a uh, safety necessity. Right. Those are both true, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So neither one is wrong. How can we come together and align so that we can live harmoniously mm-hmm. in our home? Like, luckily, you probably have a safe house today. Yeah. Well, you know, exactly, right? And that's so my experience, her experience, their experience. And I think to... Um, show appreciation for their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Validate. Because that's yes. a hard one. Yes. That's a hard one to do when you don't agree. Yeah. yeah. And when you're digging your heels in, I was like, I know I'm right. And right. I can't tell right. you how many times in my life I'm like, I know I'm right. And I'm not budging on that. Right. And you make an, a person feel uh, uh, like they're wrong. Well, and they, they, you know, you regret mm-hmm. speaking your truth. When like yeah. that, that, it's now we've just gotten further and further away. Yes. When somehow in my brain it tells me if if I convince you or if I win this thing, we're going to get closer, and nobody wins. Yeah. Like, right. You know, either side. Well, everybody can win, right? It, it doesn't have to be. Right. And, and I think one of the things they talk about a lot in uh, DBT mm. is safety trumps anything. Right. So the safety comes first. However, what's possible? There's always, it's this thing about black and white thinking and this competitive thing I was hearing you talk about, this competitive nature that a lot of us have, right? We have this, oh, I want to sound good. And even in the workplace, I remember, it was one upping was expected almost. And if Mm -hmm. you didn't speak, sometimes I don't speak when what's needing to be said is already said, right? Right. I allow space and I listen. And sometimes that's taken as a weakness. However, as this relates to your relationships that you care about, and if you're in a work environment, because Brene Mm -hmm. Brown does a lot of work on being in an environment where Mm -hmm. they can rumble, they can tell the truth, they can, they, Mm -hmm. you know, take off the, uh, the, the kernel, the, you know, whatever the hierarchy is. And, and what's important is 
if I'm doing this, right, if I am coming to the table with the people that I love, validating them, speaking back to them, being clear, getting clear, being curious, wanting to find out why, Mm -hmm. if I'm doing that, no matter what, I am valuing them as a human. Yes. And I think that gives you space to align. When you listen to each other and value each other, you want to do the same back to that person. Right. Right. It's a gift. It it says here that um, active listening requires that you offer undivided attention and respond verbally and non-verbally. See, because that's that other part too, right? I mean, this is where I'm really guilty. Um, Checking my phone while you're talking. No, I'm listening. No, you're not. Right, right, and I am, but I'm not. At least I'm not. I'm definitely not giving that impression, and I can read back. I can tell you back everything you said, Mm -hmm. but uh, non-verbally, you gave me the impression like you are not listening. You are doing something else. Um, You know, it can even just be with where your eyes are. Right, it doesn't need to be necessarily doing some other piece of information. But if I'm just like, you know, looking off into space or whatever it is, I could be concentrating, but it doesn't right. give that impression. And it says, um, it requires the listener to access a level of self awareness that precludes all forms of bias, prejudice, and pre assumption from interfering with an attention. Wait, wait, let me read that again. And pre-assumption from interfering with an intention to hear the entirety of the message and reflect that the speaker's message was received as it was communicated. Yeah. Right? Like, like genuinely, there's the growth because I've, I've had those arguments where you said something to me and I'm saying it back to you and they're like, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like, so that not only the like circles thing, but I'm I'm a filter, and I'm taking in what you're saying. I'm processing it, right. and I'm giving it back to you. And they're like, "Are you like that? Is not what I'm saying." And how many arguments have we been in, mm-hmm. right? Right. But <laughs> we're filtering it through our experience exactly. and our story and our exactly. life. And again, I think that's why it's good to, to bring it back, and then they can go. And if you can be neutral and right. not take it personally, like, right. okay, what were you saying? Because this is what I'm hearing. Right. Well, and when and you're in that heated right. discussion. Right. Well, <laughs> and especially knowing like the, the self-awareness piece that you just mm-hmm. spoke about, knowing that you are not in a state of mind where you can listen yeah. and communicating that yeah. is my like safety valve, especially mm. with teenagers. And yeah. I say, I just can't do this mm-hmm. right now yeah. because yeah, I'm yeah. emotionally off the charts. This is not about you. Right. I get to go re- reset. Right. Hit the reset right. button. Mm-hmm. Right, because otherwise you're being not only inauthentic, uh, but you're actually like you're faking it. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you know, and then also, um, I mean, I think that that's what we get about awareness in recovery is this idea we understand. Like you said, like you didn't recognize it prior to the meal, mm-hmm. okay, but you recognize it pretty darn quick. Yeah. Now that's where we get even better and better because. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I was, you know, talking to Vicky the other day, and she's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm tired, <laughs> right?" And she did some active listening on me, but this was the thing, right? I was so tired, like I wasn't really able to do that dance. Like I was just like, "No, Vic, 
Hey, because <laughs> she, she was like, if I hear you, I'm like, Vicky, I'm I can't. Just I was like, I'm just tired and I'm okay with tired, mm-hmm. but that's what I am right now. Yeah. Like, and I'm allowed, you know, I'm allowed to be that. Like, it was almost like she got the cue where I was like, no, like, we're not even really <laughs> doing like, we're not doing a conversation right now. Like, I'm real tired. Um, but here's what I need. We, need, we, we needed to talk about something, um, yep. you know, and then we did. And, and she gave me that grace. And, you know, and I was grateful for that because I didn't feel, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have called her unless I want to talk. But also I didn't feel like, oh, you know, that it was just, I don't know. I I think it was a great example of not only active listening, but actively, uh, it's like actively participating or not participating based on like where we're at. Yeah. And that opens up my can of worms of being a people pleaser when Vicky does, Mm -hmm. for example, Vicky says, so what I'm hearing is, or this is going on. And I'm like, what do I need to tell her? Because I need to make sure (laughs) that I'm giving her what she wants. And and because I trust Vicky, I've gotten better about not today. Yeah, I still can't do that with everybody. That's so great. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, I need to make sure that I give her what she wants because she's asking me all these things. Well, and she's able to. Well, and I don't. Yeah, and and, and I'm asking it just out of (laughs) curiosity. Most of the time, it's just out of curiosity, right? right? But I gotta please. Yep. (laughs) Well, no, but because you've honed in on that skill, Mm -hmm. so it's it's not that you're. It may feel like she's doing active (laughs) listening because my when my therapist was like, be real careful with this though. Active listening, right? He's like, because number one, um, you know, if you if you textbook it, right, then it then I'm just going to be like, it's not authentic. And how does this make you feel, Vicky? Oh yes, right? it makes can me you feel... tell me more, Vicky? Yeah. <laughs> but but also, you seem very upset. But just like so many other things we've learned, he said like this can actually be used um, for the for the dark side. Oh yeah! Oh, big time! Oh, right, the emotional manipulation and the sort of like you're going to steer the conversation and you're going to learn to find the piece of information that you will then turn on them or whatever. It's really funny you say that when you were talking earlier. I thought about this. Can I first disclaimer? So we're okay. we're in this setting in a podcast. We're trying to be active, intentional listeners, right. but we also need to be thinking about how <laughs> we can add on to this so that we keep the conversation it's like flow inception. going. It, it's yeah. kind of yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it was a while back, like a year ago. I was visiting my sister, and we got into about some. We it's always some stupid disagreement, and whatever it was it really triggered me. And I said, I I'm I can't give you a nice answer right now, and we need to stop talking about it. So about mm. 20 minutes later, she said, I just think it's really controlling when you do that. Mm. And I went, whoa, I never thought of it that way. Well, that could be used my, for the dark my. side to manipulate. And I'm like, no, seriously, I was not going to be nice. And that's why I told you we couldn't talk about it. Right. And she said, I, I know, she said, I know you so well. I see when you're trying to control things. And that was a control thing. Hmm. Went, huh. Well, and it could have been. I don't know. I mean, in my head, I wasn't thinking that. I knew that I was not going to respond in a nice way, and I wanted to stop it. It's like stopping that circuit, you know, and especially with family. You know, you're in it before you even realize it, and you're spinning. Right. Um, so when you said yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, that that is interesting. And I probably have done that in the past where I've needed to control because I feel so out of control that I'll do that. Well, I think the, the word control... Right, like that's also a very broad term, mm-hmm. right? Because controlling my emotions or controlling you, controlling, right? Like, I mean, that, that, you know, yeah. it, I think it, it can, there it is, right? It's the yin, the yang. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's healthy forms of control. Um, there's also controlling, you know, uh, there's the dark side of control, which would be, you know, manipulating or, right. or kind of, uh, con, you know, kind of uh, moving people places things to where you feel like they need to be or setting them up to be where you need or want them to be. 
And I think that it was probably a good example of her story and what she was feeling. Yeah. And I didn't make her feel that way, but what I said brought triggered something in her. Right. And as we talked about later on, I think we both kind of figured that out. Yeah. I wasn't trying to control her. Right. I was trying to control myself. Right. Totally. But she took it as that because yeah. in the past, perhaps I have or somebody else, who knows? You know, right. that that's that's her thing, not mine. And Vicky brings it back to what you said before. It's like I can only take care of my stuff, you know, and it's mm. not my responsibility to make sure you feel okay too. Right. But if I'm authentic and honest back then, and forth. Yeah. Everything is back and forth. Like there's nothing that's like so solo, hard. solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not in not in relationships. You know, it, well, if you want harmonious relationships, yeah, right? And yeah. you can't. So sometimes we, there's a thing I say about my kids all the time, and it's I choose my battles, right? Oh yeah. And right. there are moments where is this that important? Right. Mm-hmm. And usually it does have to do with the safety scale, but it also has to do with. You know, there was a point where my therapist is like, this is borderline abusive, you know? And I said, no, it isn't. It's just normal teenage behavior. She's like, yes, and you still get to teach them how to communicate with people. And that was a ding, 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 ding moment, you know, because I, I can easily, I've learned how to walk away from a situation gracefully, sometimes not gracefully, sometimes yeah. slamming the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is totally a practice. Yeah. And yep. it is something that if you have ground rules with each other, that's lovely because you can work on it with fun stuff. I love right. what your therapist said. Do it about the yeah, ambiguous, the little, thing. the little yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you the get practice. It's mm-hmm. a safe place to practice. Don't do it on like, how do you feel about, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, marriage or divorce or, you yeah. know, I, like, yeah, just, you know, pick pick something fun. Yeah. Practice. And I like the shoes thing because that, that is like lots of stuff going on with people that wear shoes in the house or don't. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Are you a shoes or a non-shoes person? I'm non-shoes. But I never worn, and this has nothing to do with being from Kentucky. But I, when I was a kid, like I would come home and mom would be like, "Where's your shoes?" I'm like, "I don't know. I lost them. I've never worn shoes. <laughs> lost them. <laughs> what? I would kick them off at the playground and they would disappear. Nope. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> My nephew Jaden is like that. Yeah. He never wears shoes. No. It sounds like you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's great. There were there were a few uh, yeah. spankings behind yeah. losing some good Sound, shoes. It sounds like you saved a lot on footwear, Lynn. <laughs> Especially yep. when your mom was buying curtains. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Oy vey. Oy vey. This was good. Yes. Thank, Thank lo- you for... Um, and by the way, I would like to um, tell everyone, Mark has a little laminated copy of the <laughs> chart that he gave me that I have you such envy no one of else right has now. One, yeah. I know. And I'm, yeah. the whole time I'm like, why didn't he laminate mine? Yeah, I know. Half measures <laughs> availed me nothing. They availed you something. I'm taking this to work and laminating. That's all, all right. I got to yeah, say. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, it worked for me because the printer didn't print in my room because it was out of ink, so I'm glad you brought me one. Um, I would like to share my golden nugget of the conversation. Yes, please. Bring it on. And it is that finding the gold in what the other person says, finding, listening to them as a teacher and you're the student, and that was a very different way of listening than I've ever thought of. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I I love that as well. And openness is the key to communication. We have to open our minds to listen. We've got to open up. It's like you got to open your doors before anybody can come in, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other one is every person is a resource. 
Yeah. Huge. That one was like. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think mine was, um, I didn't write much because I was actively listening, which yeah. is unique for me. But um, what what you practice gets stronger. I really, really like that. And then there was even sort of a afterthought that came from what you had said earlier when we were talking about fighting. And the, the idea of like, all what, I, what I'm fighting, I give power to. Yes. Right, so it's that, that kind of um, duality of like the opposite mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, well, you know, when... We cease fighting everything and everyone, right? I mean, you know, it's like now we're sort of we're neutralizing this power play, right? This tug of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and a tug of war can be a conversation. I literally, that's how most of my conversations are. Give me my mic back. Yep. Right. Let, go, let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. <laughs> so good stuff, guys. Great episode. Oh, yes. So yeah. you can follow us on Instagram and the TikTok and, and the Facebook. All the things in our email. MySpace. Is, yes, we are still there. No, <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, but my personal space is important. That's right. Yeah. That's all of our I'm going to communicate that. She can respect it, communicate it. Live it. Get off me, no. <laughs> um, yes, but you can also email us if you have topic ideas. Yeah. Please. Telling on ourselves three at gmail.com. And we will be back again soon. Peace out. Bye. Bye.